Welcome to the Women's Bible Study Studio. Today we're going to talk about our identity in Christ. Jesus is our identity. Well, when we receive Christ as Savior, we become His children or His people. People who are called by Him to be His representatives in the world. Yes, we are Jesus' representatives in this world. 2 Corinthians 5.21 states, Now then, we are ambassadors or representatives for Christ, as though God did beseech you by us. We pray you in Christ's stead, be reconciled to God. We are messengers that have undertaken an embassy as Christ's representatives with a message of hope for the world. The word ambassador here means to act as an established statesman or diplomat, a trusted, respected ambassador who is authorized to speak God's as God's emissary or to represent his kingdom. Paul certainly had the credentials to do this. He was highly regarded and certainly gifted to be Christ's ambassador. Though I might also have confidence in the flesh, if any other man thinks that he has reason, he might trust in his flesh, I more. Circumcised the eighth day of the stock of Israel, of the tribe of Benjamin, a Hebrew of Hebrews, concerning the law, a Pharisee, concerning zeal, persecuting the church, concerning the righteousness which is in the law, blameless. Paul considered all this, all his knowledge and his lineage meaningless. He counted it all worthless and said, I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Let us therefore, as many as be perfect, be thus minded. And if any If in anything you be otherwise minded, God shall reveal even this unto you. Many times we may find that our faith in Christ is directly opposed to the hatred in this world. The Bible tells us that we are strangers in a foreign land. We are in a land filled with hatred, unprovoked violence, and strange ideologies designed and concocted to excuse insatiable and inordinate belief systems. Philippians 3 and 20 says, For our conversation is in heaven, from whence also we look for the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. So, and Psalm 39, 12 says this, Hear my prayer, O Lord, and give give ear unto my cry. Hold not thy peace at my tears. For I am a stranger with thee and a sojourner, as all my fathers were. So just like the psalmist, we are going to say that, Lord, give ear unto our cry, Hold not thy peace at our tears, for we are strangers here. 
and sojourners. Sometimes this world seems so dark and so strange and so weird, so evil. Lord, help us to be a representation in this world. Help us to be your light in darkness. Help us to find a way to live this life in a way that would please you. To live this life, to be light to others, to be a witness of your goodness, a witness of your love to others. Help us to direct people to your light so that they will know how they can be forgiven for, from their sins, cleansed from their unrighteousness, and be at peace and be at home in your love. Well, Romans 8, 15, and 17 says that we have received the spirit of adoption as sons by whom we cry, Abba, Father. Abba, Father, or Father, Father, or more closely defined as Daddy, Father. Like a little child, denoting entreaty and endearment. So God is our Father. We are His children. He is my father. We are, I am his child. That's God's child. That's God Almighty. That's the God of the universe. The God that created things. Everything that ever was. Ephesians chapter 1 tells us a lot about our relationship with God and how we became his heirs, his children. And commonly written in the scriptures, his sons. We can read a portion of this scripture and find out how God did this through Jesus Christ. Let's read Ephesians chapter 1 verses 4 and 5. The Bible states, For he chose us in him, and that's Jesus, before the foundation of the world, to be holy and blameless in his presence, in love, he predestined us for adoption as his sons through Jesus Christ, according to the good pleasure of his will. We have a new identity that is totally separate and unlike our former identity. 2 Corinthians 5 and 17 tells us that if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. Titus 3 and 5 tells us, It was not by works of righteousness which we have done, but according to his mercy he saved us by the washing of regeneration and renewing of the Holy Ghost, which he shed abundantly through Jesus Christ our Savior. So we have regeneration, renewing of the Holy Ghost. We have been regenerated. We have a new birth, a renewal, a renovation, and a restoration to our original pristine state through Jesus Christ. So it's not uh, as we have heard many times in worship services, fixing up the old, patching up the old, we are actually totally and completely brand new. So we have exchanged our unrighteousness for 
Jesus, Jesus's righteousness. Our unrighteousness for Jesus's unrighteousness. Or our unrighteousness for Jesus's righteousness. So this is something that we have received because it was God's good pleasure. There's nothing you can do to change it. Ezekiel 36, 26 tells us how God did this. For I will take from you, take you from among the heathen and gather you out of all countries and will bring you into your own land. Then I will sprinkle clean water upon you and ye shall be clean from all your filthiness. From all your idols will I cleanse you. A new heart also will I give you. And a new spirit will I put within you. And I will take away the stony heart out of your flesh. And I will give you a heart of flesh. And I will put my spirit within you and cause you to walk in my statutes. And ye shall keep my judgments and do them. Well, the only way we can do God's, keep God's judgments and do God's commands is if, in fact, he gives us a new heart, a new spirit, and gives us that, the desire and the power to do these things. God said that he would and has taken out our stony hearts and replaced them with a heart of flesh or a heart of desire for him. He also said he will give us a new spirit and fill us with his spirit. And he would do this for his own sake and for his own glory. Why? So that we can keep his commandments, do those things that please him. So ultimately, We can glorify him. That is what he wants. That's what he desires. The scripture goes on to say here that God will cleanse us from all our filthiness and make us the people of God. What was once a desolate wasteland is now a Garden of Eden. How wonderful. The Garden of Eden was perfect, if you remember. God has brought us back to himself and restored us to that perfect, pristine state before Adam fell in the garden. Well, now we are kings and priests unto our God. Revelation 1 and 6 uh, states this. As John here is addressing the seven churches, he is extending a greeting to the churches and says unto them, unto him that loved us and washed us, from our sins in his own blood hath made us kings and priests unto God and his Father. To him be glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. The Bible goes on to tell us through Peter the Apostle, but ye are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar people, that should show forth the praises of him who has called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. 
we have a royal kingship and belong to a royal priesthood. We are a holy people. Deuteronomy expounds on this fact further. For thou art a people and thou art a holy people unto the Lord thy God. And the Lord hath chosen thee to be a peculiar people unto himself above all the nations that are upon the earth. While God chose us to be a peculiar people unto himself above all the nations that are upon the earth. So we are a holy people, a treasured people, a special treasure, and a jewel to God. We are kings and priests in Christ Jesus. We are a chosen generation belonging to God, created with a divine genetic makeup. This is what one author states. We have God's DNA. Just think of that. Meaning we have been created in the image of God Almighty. And in the likeness of God the Creator. The Creator of the universe. The one who created time. Before he created the universe, there was the earth was void so this is an awesome fact to me and all I can say is praise God for creating me creating you to um, be his representation to bring him glory well Genesis 1 and 27 says so God created man in his own image In the image of God created he him. Male and female, he created created he them. He created men as well as women in his image. Now, when when I say uh, DNA, I am using a coin phrase that indicates our, um, our biological makeup. Our meaning the body of Christ. Most of the time when we think of anything biological, we usually leave out the fact that anything biological or related to science was created by God and was God's plan for creation. This statement is in reference to how we as a people came to existence in this world. Man, if you remember, was created in the image of God. Uh, Genesis 1, 26 and 27 tells us, And God said, Let us make man in our image after our likeness. That's in our image and after our likeness. God said, Let us make man. So we are created in God's image and his likeness. We are his representatives. Wow. So how can we do that? We cannot do this in our own flesh. We cannot do this on our own. We cannot do it. So we have to depend on God to do it in us and through us. Genesis 2 and 7 gives us more. This is illumination into the creation of man and why man was created. And the Lord God formed man of the dust 
of the ground and breathe into his nostrils the breath of life and man became a living soul why because god decided to to do this god decided to create us he decided to create this world this universe and then he put us on this universe in this universe on this planet and he told us what to do it's his idea he created it he created us he gave us these instructions and put the desire in our hearts to to want to do his will so we have a love for God we talked about that in a previous podcast God loved us we love him because he loved us we have a desire for him because he put it there so when we think of our identity in Christ Jesus We are going to remember that we have been created to represent God. We have been created to bring him glory. We have been created to tell others about his wonderful works, about his mighty power, and um, also to let them know that God desires to know them. God desires to forgive them of their sins, to cleanse them from their unrighteousness, to um, call them to to himself and to uh, make them part of the body of Christ. So yes, our identity is in Christ Jesus. We are Christ people in this world. People who have been saved by God to let the world know about Jesus Christ, our Lord and our Savior. Welcome back to the Women's Bible Study Studio. Welcome back to part two of Jesus is Our Identity. We are finding ourselves in Christ Jesus. We just said that we have been made in the likeness and the image of God. The scripture says, God said, let us make man in our image and after our likeness. So uh, we're gonna continue our study And we're going to look at the book of Colossians. Colossians chapter 3 says that we are the elect of God. So we have been elected by him, it, it says. Let's take a moment to read verse 12 in the third chapter of Colossians. The Bible says, Therefore, As the elect of God, holy and beloved, clothe yourselves with hearts of compassion. That means put it on. Kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. The elect refers to the whole church, the called. 
It is the secret act of God's gracious will. This gracious will is openly manifested in our calling to God's purpose. This passage of scripture says that we are holy or set apart. We are different or unlike. We are other or otherness, indicating we are likeness in nature with the Lord because we are different from the world. One commentary puts it this way. We are beloved, meaning to love. That means God loving us. God to wish well to us or to wish us well. God takes pleasure in us. He longs for us. To He esteems us. It means he prefers the believer, preferring us to live in him through Christ Jesus. It preeminently refers to what God prefers as he is love. It means to actively do what the Lord prefers with him by his power and direction. Being beloved is always defined by God. It is a discriminating affection which involves choice and selection. His choice and his selection. Because we are God's beloved, we are clothed with bowels of mercy or hearts of compassion. We are kind, we are meek, we are gentle. We are humble of mind because we have been filled with God's spirit. We have the mind of Christ. We are the opposite of self-exalting, self-inflating, and self-determining. We are long-suffering. That means we suffer long. The Bible instructs us to forbear with one another and to be long-suffering. The Bible says God is not slack concerning his promise. It also says, but he is long-suffering not willing that any should perish. This is godly character. And we exhibit this godly character trait because of Christ in us. Let's look at another aspect of our identity in Christ Jesus. We have been made alive with Christ. Yes, alive with Christ. We are not dead in our sins. We deserve God's wrath. And the wages of sin is death, the Bible says. But the scripture says this. But God, who was rich in mercy for his great love, wherewith he loved us, even when we were dead in sins, hath quickened us or made us alive together with Christ. By grace are ye saved. This is Ephesians chapter 2, verses 4 and 5. Praise the Lord. Praise God. We have been made alive with Christ. And if that's not enough, we can look further in Ephesians chapter 2 and find that we are God's workmanship or his handiwork. That's Ephesians chapter 2 again, 
verse 10. Like a fabric or a tapestry intricately woven, we have been created in Christ Jesus to do good works. Good works which God has before ordained or prepared in advance that we should walk in them. That's Ephesians 2 and 10. We have been predestined, predetermined by God so and so have all of our good works. Well, with the knowledge of all this, all I can say is that we should be thankful and stand in awe of our mighty God. He is great and he is magnificent. I am thankful to God for God's love, for his love and his mercy, for predestining me to share his love through the gospel of Jesus Christ. Because of his mercy, we have been made alive in Christ and have the ability to do great things for him. Recently, I heard one Bible teacher say, if God called you to it, it's good work. So remember that you are God's workmanship. You are God's handiwork and have been created for good works. So let's review quickly what we just studied during this podcast. We are sons and daughters of God. We have been chosen and selected by God himself. We are predestined. God determined beforehand to adopt us as his sons and his daughters. We are ambassadors for Christ. We are Christ's representatives in this world. We are new creatures or new creations in Christ Jesus. We have traded our unrighteousness for his righteousness. We have been washed by the Holy Spirit. We have been made clean, regenerated, and have new birth and new life. We have new hearts and new spirits. We are filled with his Holy Spirit. We are kings and priests unto our God. We are created in God's image and in his likeness. We are his workmanship, his handiwork, created unto good works. We are God's elect. We have been set apart and we have been selected, especially by him. We are holy and set apart unto God. We are God's beloved. We are preferred by God. And finally, we have been made alive with Christ Jesus. You may have heard during this time together something new. 
you may have just been reminded of something God has already spoken to you through his word. Be encouraged to review God's goodness by reviewing these scriptures and meditating upon his word. We can be thankful to God for so many things, for the many blessings he has given us through his son, Jesus Christ. Share Jesus with someone uh, so they too can know the blessing of being one with Jesus Christ. Thank you for listening to this podcast. And until next time, be blessed. reflect on what we just listened to and what we just studied. We have to go to God in prayer for the strength and direction to do his will. Lord, help us to remember who we are in you. Help us to be bold and take courage to be your ambassadors and representatives in this world. The word of God says that God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and love and a sound mind. Help us, dear Jesus, to not be fearful to speak a word of encouragement to others or to share the knowledge of Jesus as you bring an opportunity. Praise you, Lord, for loving us. There is no other God like you. You are the only true and living God. You said, ask anything according to your word and it shall be done unto you. So we believe and trust in you, dear God, for our strength to walk worthy as your people. It is in Jesus' name we pray this prayer. Amen.